episode of 252 with your host, Frank G, Ralphie B, and Kubota Kirk. That leads to the 84 thing that we should probably pick up on. We keep touching on 1984, but we just won't go there. <laughs> like the first time I lost my virginity, yeah. There you go. Let's go. Though I said uh, we saw Purple Rain in the theater this week. I see Ghostbusters is coming back next week or the week after for a week. You know, the original Ghostbusters, which will probably make yeah. more money in a week of reissue than the new one will all summer long. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just... I feel bad about the new one, too. I want it to be good, but it doesn't look like it's going to be good. It just doesn't I, look I, like I it. I think it... I feel that it might... I think it might have just been a bad trailer. I don't think... I don't know. I, the I, trailer... I, I thought it looked uh, horrible until I saw the trailer, and I thought, well, maybe this is mildly okay. You know, and I, I can see, like, it... You know, I think the trailer made me like it more, but I still don't like it. And I'm definitely See, not going to like seeing, seeing Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd in that movie and Sigourney Weaver and having them not be their characters, which is, is just going to piss me right off. So, <laughs> This is stupid. Why, why, why not, is you know, No, this is dumb. And, and it has nothing to do with it being an all-female cast or anything like that. Oh, it's no. just about the jokes looking terrible. You can see them from a mile away and just those cookie-cutter characters that it looks like they're playing. So, I mean, eh. It looks to me like the female version, which was not important, but it's the, the adaptation of the cartoon, which was the adaptation of the original film. It looks like it's filtered through the real Ghostbusters. You know, new Lady, yeah, Lady Egon just, looks like cartoon Egon almost exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that hair. <laughs> I think they're taking some influence from there, you know. And Slimer is like a more, you know, a character that can talk and do cool things like the cartoon version, which the original was just a ghost. Right. Yeah, he actually helped them on adventures and stuff. I remember that show. Yeah, and he sounded like uh, every other Frank Welker voice, like Curious George. (laughs) Like Animal, Curious George, uh, Hybrid. Yeah, all that shit. That's a pretty cool, you know, it would be a great, uh, he's been at that job for what, since at least Scooby-Doo, so what, 45 years of being 90% of the voices on the shows we watch, cartoon-wise? Easy Damn money. Like, how, was, right. you know, how was Freddy from Scooby-Doo also Megatron, you know, like, this boggles the mind. And he's still doing it, too. That guy is, like, in his 80s or 90s, maybe, and he's yeah. still, he's, same, he's same still Freddy. To this day, in every Scooby-Doo series there has ever been, even though they've they've changed everybody else at some point once Casey Kasem died, there uh, he's still been Freddy the entire time because that's his real speaking voice. So he just has to show up and read lines. Yeah, I got to see what he looks like for real. <laughs> he looks like an old dude with a big epic mustache, sort of like Bruce Wayne in the uh, Dark Knight Returns. Ooh, yeah. Kind of a Hal Linden thing going on. <laughs> There you go, kids. Hal Linden referenced. <laughs> I've been watching Barney Miller, so that's uh, got to throw the Hal Linden in there. In the Ode to Abe Vigoda month, we watched a lot of Barney Miller. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Abe Vigoda. Uh, R.I.P. Abe Vigoda. I even watched the Fish ep- uh, series. There was a disc in there with the Barney Miller and, and uh, discovered that Todd Bridges was there playing pretty much Willis on the Fish series. I did not know that. <laughs> 
So I guess maybe, uh, and he was a, he was an orphan on there. So I guess that you know I don't know where Arnold was during that series, but f- thankfully Mr. Drummond saved them. Yeah, really. I always hoped that there was going to be a older white man come and save me from our uh, ghetto <laughs> bullshit. Save me, white man. They could do a modern reimagining of that series that goes dark, where he's actually, you know, trying to adopt them to to do something horrible. You know, I don't know. I guess he could be trying to make them work in his factories or something. Uh, no, that that does not seem entertaining at all. Well, but by the end of it, they'll have you know set him on fire or something and taken over the mansion, and probably I don't know what they'll be doing with Kimberly, but she's dead too, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no right. Well, so's Arnold. <laughs> the only one left alive is Todd Bridges. Who would have thought? You know? Mr. Drummond's yeah. dead. Pretty sure he was. He was getting old. He might. Uh, he might still be alive. But I think that Conrad Bain yeah. died a few years back. Like way back. I had to look it up, and he's like, "No, folks, I'm still alive out here. Still holding it down." I would know. I, my Conrad Bain indicator would have gone off at some point if he didn't. Conrad dead. Bain died January fourteenth, twenty thirteen, in Livermore, California. Oh, it's my Conrad Bain indicator isn't working. <laughs> it's broken. So he only, he just died three years ago. What about Mrs. Garrett? That's, she's still alive, I think. Yeah. The fuck? Garrett, she is? I think I saw a picture of her not too long ago, although it, it could have been an old picture. See, this is a good thing. Everybody can uh, simply look these things up. Charlotte Ray is still alive and looks very, very old, but still looks like Mrs. Garrett. She's wow. ninety years old. Yeah. So is she going? So is she prepared to do the facts of life review? She probably is holding up better than any of the other ones. Well, Kim Fields is still okay. Yeah, Kim Fields yeah. is still okay. I don't, I don't want to see the other ones. Blair always looked like David Lee Roth to me. Anyway, you know, I kept waiting for her to put on the spandex and sing "Jump," but it never happened. It was that eighties hair. What was the? Nancy McKeon and Minnie Janet Jackson was that the other two? Janet Jackson was yeah. not. Janet Jackson was on good cat. times. <laughs> and she was on, was on uh, different strokes Jackson too. Was on different strokes. Yeah, she so, was. Uh, yeah. That was Mrs. Garrett. She was with Willis's girlfriend for sure. But I think that was after Mrs. Garrett left, and they had Pearl, or it might have been when they had Adelaide. They had a lot of maids for a while there. Yeah, they did. Wow. Like, well, you know, that All bitch right, Mrs. I- Garrett left to go run that other school. Now I got to find another maid. <laughs> yeah. You know how hard it is trying to find a maid to come work at a rich guy's house when there's two little black kids there? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. In, in 1982? Yeah. yeah, actually, so if what, you watch the uh, first season of uh, the original set of different strokes, Mrs. Garrett was a bit apprehensive at first for that very reason. Like, what are these two little criminal thugs doing in our house? I know. Yeah, it's, it's funny, the uh, kind of... I don't want to say racist overtones or undertones or whatever, but I mean, yeah, some of those uh, 70s and early 80s shows, man, there's some uh, there's some definite shit. I think they hit more on, I think they were a little bit more real at that point, honestly, that, that like coming out of All in the Family where they weren't afraid to say things that, you know, even though it's not correct, people were saying and you might experience in the you know real world. Like, I know, I'm saying. Yeah, Archie was wrong about just about everything, but we all knew that guy somewhere, you know, and it was that kind of thing. 
Like yeah. I watched the Jeffersons pretty much the, the well, I only have the seven seasons. I don't have the last however many they did. But in the first couple of seasons of the Jeffersons, I think there's, you know, there's an N word at least on thirty or forty episodes. It comes up a lot more than I ever remembered. And at one wow. point at one point they even had Tom say it. He's like, How would you like it if I called you? And then they proceeded to have him say that. And I'm like, Holy crap. It was like shocking <laughs> In 2016, that's like, whoa, oh my... You know. Shots fired, shots fired. Yeah, well, then that's it was followed by a, a range of honky, 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 you know, but it was comical, but it was also one of those, like, the, the record got pulled off the, the needle, and you're like, you know, what the hell was that? Today, that would just, you, you, it would be a huge controversy. But back then, I'm sure it was even talked about, though, you know, like that was cause for discussion, whereas now it's like, you know, like I'm saying, it would be shocking and everybody would be upset about it, but nobody would really discuss what happened there. So I think oh, yeah, we're, we're kind of worse off at the moment for some reason. I, I agree because things aren't being, you know, put to the forefront like they were. I mean, even on Saturday Night Live, one of the best sketches ever was the Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor sketch when he was going out for the janitor job and they were insulting each other back and forth. That was a Best thing ever. <laughs> Probably pretty ready for this job. We got one more uh, kind of psychological test we always do here. It's just a word association. I'll uh, throw you out a few words. Uh, anything that comes to your mind, just throw it back at me, okay? Just kind of an arbitrary thing. Like if I said dog, you'd say... Tree. Tree. <laughs> dog. Tree. Fast. Slow. Rain. Snow. White. Black. Bean. Pod. Negro. Whitey. Tar baby. What'd you say? Tar baby. Jungle Bunny. Peck of wood. Burhead. Cracker. Spear chucker. White trash. Jungle Bunny. Hunker. Spade. Hunky hunker. Nigger. Dead hunky. Yeah, they, the same thing. If they if they booked that sketch for SNL today, they would be you know that would be removed by the censors. Nope, you're not doing that one. Uh, yeah, and half the cast is black too. <laughs> when then or now? Now is it? Have they have finally added some? Because the last it wasn't very. Uh, it was pretty white the last time I paid attention. Leslie Jones, Sh- Sh- Shamir Zameda. Uh, half of the uh, Michael Che, the yeah, that guy, Michael he's cool. Che. There's uh, Keenan Thompson, and uh, maybe that's it. Look at all these niggas in here. <laughs> There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. In that unrecognizable era again where there's not too many big 
breakout stars at the moment. And well, that's back to 84 again. The Saturday Night Live is in the 84-85 period where they were in between casts that were good and just struggling to figure out what to do next. Yeah, I was not watching that. I was, but was it was the, uh, it was bad, man. I mean, between Eddie Murphy when he left, we had that sort of Joe Piscopo and Martin Short era that was kind of rough. What about the um, Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Michael Hall? <laughs> that was right there too. Uh, yeah, I was there. Uh, that was eighty-five. Well, there was, yeah, there was just like a whole bunch of really good people, but they did not mesh well as a ensemble cast well, yeah. none of them were trained as live performers you know most of them were they were all in movies together but they couldn't do improv you know it was there was not there was not enough time for them to learn and practice their shit on a weekly basis right yeah, that was coming out of uh, weird science where you had robert downey jr and anthony michael hall together on a weekly show and, and it was like terrible oh. You know, they didn't oh, have John man. Hughes writing that shit every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a rough period there. I still watched it because that was what we had to watch. Remember having four yeah. channels. Right, well, to say, that was it's still during the time of three channels. So. It was either that or oh. watch some you know, crime movie on CBS. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Hey, I had, uh, the uh, Equalizer. I, ref- I had refused to watch any programs on CBS like it was like a lifetime ban that I had on CBS. I felt like it was just the old people network. <laughs> and that, that, it was like, that really fell off recently. Not just because yeah. you're getting old, but because you have actual good programming now. Well, they all switched around. They used to sort of have their own you know, corporate identities. And after time and cable and years of alternate programming you know, locations, they, they're no longer branded the way they were. You know, how we used to have ABC was always the family fun sort of channel, you know, and the goofy yeah. shit like that. And then you'd have the uh, NBC where it was, you know, the comedies were a little bit more serious or completely ridiculous. They had no middle ground, you know, and CBS was for old people, except occasionally they'd have like Bugs Bunny or Newhart or something. <laughs> yeah, for the holidays. <laughs> I suppose Newhart was for old people, too. <laughs> right. I, I, I would watch those shows when they would go in syndication, but I wouldn't watch them when they were on CBS. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I, there weren't too many. You remember also the difference in the, the visuals? Like you could tell yeah. by looking which a show was shot at ABC, CBS, or NBC just from the, the way it looked. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah it was I, different I always thought lighting. that was too. Yeah. yeah, the lighting. Like CBS was like super bright. Uh, NBC, they had like really good sets and like it looked more like film, I think. Yeah, they had a lot more blooming lights going on where it did soften it up a lot. And then uh, ABC, they maybe they had smaller sets. I don't know. ABC was lit to look like a stage pretty much, so it looked a lot more like a, a play than a film. Yeah. It's like compare the Cosby show to the you know, Three's Company or something. There's that immediate separation between okay this is people playing in a show and this is somebody's house that we're looking into and then angela lansbury shows up and you know you're watching cbs <laughs> you know you're watching yeah Cag- cagney and Lacey and whatnot oh you know what i did like on cbs but it was like 84 was do you remember crazy like a fox anybody else remember that show oh, yeah i i i do i remember the title i could not tell you anything about it though 
Yeah, it was an yeah. old man being a detective, but it was one of the yeah. ones that I actually liked for some reason compared to the other who was, 15. Who was the young guy? Who was the young guy on the show? Oh, I just watched some of those not too long ago, and I can't remember. Do you remember? It was Max Hedrum, was it? No. No, it wasn't him. There's, there's no... Uh, they didn't put out any DVDs or any of that stuff for that. It's crazy. It's one of those lost shows. Oh, yeah. I do remember it. Probably a three or four season run from what I remember. I remember... Do you remember there was a, there was a show on ABC? I can't tell you what the name of it was, but it was kind of like in the vein of Indiana Jones. It, they were like in the 1930s, but this guy yeah. was Tales a... Tales of the Gold Monkey. He, he, Tales of the Gold Monkey, yeah. Is that, he flew like a, it was a seaplane, and Tales of the Gold Monkey. monkey. (laughs) I used to watch that show. (laughs) I liked it. Wasn't it the the dad from Seventh Heaven? Wasn't that the star of the show? I can't remember his name right now. (laughs) I can't remember his name. Steven something. Oh, that guy. Yeah, we don't, uh, that's another guy that got busted for doing naughty, naughty things. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, the seven, seven. yeah, he had yeah, big, big time just issues. Last, last year. Are you serious? Yeah, oh. I don't want to say without. Look, I think it was some kid type thing that was horribly not good. I remember when the um, when the principal from Ferris Bueller got busted. Oh, yeah. yeah him too. Him too. Yeah, the seventh yeah, heaven dad. He uh, got, seventh heaven he dad admits to abusing three girls. So that, that's, so I guess you were not the firm but gentle father, you dickhead. Oh, all, oh of our, all of our father figures, man. All of our TV father figures. All <laughs> yeah. of I'm saying. Mike Brady was gay. Carol Brady was having sex with Greg Brady. <laughs> I think you can kind of oh, see that if you watch those shows that from an adult perspective. You can kind of see both of those things in the episodes like hmm that was kind of a weird little look or touch there (laughs) (laughs) damn and Sam the Butcher was bringing Alice the meat that's the rare combination Brady Bunch Beastie Boy reference what the two biggest things were in 84 as far as pop culture which is our main focus (laughs) well there you go from the movies for sure yeah Gremlins Ghostbusters and Indiana Jones yeah, but uh, in the entire world of entertainment, there was a battle that was Michael Jackson and Prince, and somehow we're sitting here on the other side of the fence where they're now both gone. You know, like how did this come to be? They shouldn't be that old, you know. Like it's pretty pretty weird, you know. I, I said five years ago or whatever when Michael died, I said Prince won, you know, he, he outlasted, but uh, you know now it's now they're both dead. Like what the hell? You know, who's left is Madonna. Madonna Madonna's winning, yeah. Yeah. I said, well, yeah. I guess she takes the cake, even though she looks like Lady Skeletor. But, you know. Yeah. It's a pretty still, scary thing that all of these people are, you know, they're not that. If, I figured he'd be 90 years old like B.B. King sitting on a stool in a blues bar just playing until he fell over and died. And I did not yeah. expect that now. You know, he was playing a show last week. What the fuck? You know, it's funny. Um, I was watching... Um, YouTube clips and stuff like that. And um, there was this uh, clip of this teacher, you know, teaching a class, and he just found out that Prince died. And 
it was like this real emotional moment where the teacher just kind of takes off his glasses and it's just like, oh, man, you know, and it's just, and, you know, it's a shot of a middle-aged, you know, white guy, but it just goes to show you that, um, that here's an artist that crossed all kind of gender lines, all kind of racial lines, and people liked Prince for Prince, it, and he never really had a hell of a lot of scandal around his life outside of like the music industry stuff. I mean, yeah, he was into pussy. I mean, that's hands down. That was like, he liked him some women and there was a whole bunch of women that were like his protégés or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And basically that was just some but, chick but that Prince was fucking and then made famous. Share what they go back with you. <laughs> there was never a right. James type of thing. You know what I mean? So. I mean, I honestly can't remember any, like, scandal, scandal, because... I mean, as beloved as Michael was, I mean... Right. There was some shit, there was some shit that went yeah. down, and we were just like, we just were, like, going to, as a group, we're just going to, like, not talk about it, but, <laughs> you know... Yeah. Michael had a different, a time. that different aura around him, where he was at first seen as, like, that sort of friend-to-all protector of the world... You know, he, that he kind of pushed when you think about the Can You Feel It video and stuff where they're giant gods spraying rain, rainbows over the earth and things. But uh, Prince yeah. was always more like, I'm Prince, and if you like it, that's great, and if you don't, I don't really give a shit, you know, because I'm still Prince, and I'm weird, and that's my thing. And essentially, he was kind of like a big music nerd, if you, you really think about it. He just did his thing and didn't care what anybody thought. Well, wasn't wasn't he really like a like a musical prodigy? Like, wasn't he like a little kid and he can like play all instruments? Yeah, and he taught, he wanted, him, he taught and, himself yeah. like thirty something instruments by the time he was eighteen. Yeah, it was like something crazy like that, and it was like he wanted to just go out and just do him. And it wasn't like he was from the music capital of the world either. I mean, he's coming out of Minneapolis, you know. Yeah, I mean, those first um, few albums, the the really R and B ones, especially the. Uh, he did that stuff all by himself, and he played everything. So he played the drums, then he'd throw the bass down, then he'd do the guitars. You know, he built the entire album up alone.
and he recorded it and produced it. So he literally did it's it alone. Yeah, people can't do that now. With computers and shit, it's hard to do. And he just, I got this music that needs to come out. And that's crazy that he did this in like the 70s, you know, being all of what, 16, 17 years old, 18 maybe? Yeah, his first record, he was 18. Well, he might have been 20 because they were lying at the time and they were adjusting his age for PR. I think he was actually 20 when his first one got released, but they said he was 18. Wow. By the time they got to Purple Rain, they caught back up with his real age. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Man, uh, oh, also 84, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah all that. Uh, I mean, that was the big, that was their big, and they were big in 85 as well, but 84 was the peak, peak of both of those ca- characters. I remember, uh, I didn't see uh, Purple Rain till probably 86, something like that. Um, because, uh, shit, how old was I? I was 11. Right. <laughs> and that was an R-rated movie. And I remember it being described to me by, uh, my older brother and other friends that had seen it. And like, wow, I can't wait to see that. And there's titties in the thing and, and this awesome soundtrack that you actually hear on the radio all the time. Yeah. That's the thing is we saw lots and lots of bits of it from watching MTV. The entire When Doves Cry video is almost presented as an intact chunk of the film. That's almost a straight lift. Oh, okay, this is cool. So watching it at the theater was like, oh, this is very weird watching MTV. I think people, a lot of people were surprised at how shitty the acting was and stuff. I'm like, no, it's always been this shitty. It's just the times have changed. You know, they were making a high-budget video, and somebody decided to make it a film, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and Prince was not an actor. Apollonia, not quite an actor. Yeah. Uh, Clarence Williams III, however, was an actor. Well, and was and the, the best acting in the film, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. of course, the, the best acting in the film came from his parents. It wasn't more... St- <laughs> Yeah, I had to laugh. That was another one of those moments that that the dialogue from the '80s rang is more shocking in the 2000s here, where uh, you know, after the Morris is leaving with Apollonia, and the prince rolls up on the bike and splashes and says, "You long-haired faggot!" (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make you love me. Like for, you know, if if you didn't like my kid didn't didn't think it was cheesy at all because he's ten. I said, well, a if you're ten, this works. You know, if you're not ten, you have to suspend the disbelief, like with everything else. You know, it wasn't made to be, you know, a spectacular great film. It was made to be a two-hour music video. Right. With the, with you know, the it was drama. Like, Thriller was a fifteen-minute video. He's like, watch this. <laughs> And, yeah. oh, you guys want to release this in the theaters? Cool. Because you know? they tried to do a concert film in 82 with 1999, and uh, and they just ran out of money, so Warner Brothers told them to go do something else. So it's like there oh, was wow. going to be a movie sooner or later. At least the first one wasn't under the cherry moon. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't remember seeing more than, like, 20 minutes of that movie. But it looks, the 20 minutes I saw were awful. Yeah, the, the visuals are pretty cool. Like They did a nice job right. of hey. the black and white, but the story is kind of old. Hey, all I know is Under the Cherry Moon 
told me what a record store was. <laughs> there you go. Because if you want to go buy a Sam Cooke album, you need to go to the record store. <laughs> I remember it was nicknamed Under the Cherry Bomb when it came out because it was so bad. <laughs> that sounds like a Chronicle review for sure, yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, but see, again, like if that was 11 or 12, and it worked at 11 or 12, it didn't doesn't work as well at 40-something. But if you yeah. saw it, if you have a memory of it from when you're a kid, then it still works. Like like the Golden Child, like not a good movie, but a great movie. Ah, uh, 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 once a night, once a night, <laughs> please. <laughs> so you just gonna let that book just freeze right on up? I was watching Forty Eight Hours, and um, you know. Definitely quotable as hell, and it's you can't deny uh, Eddie Murphy's star turn in that freaking movie. I mean, he's just like on. He's like the fullest Eddie Murphyist ever. And, he was uh, peak Eddie. <laughs> and I, yeah, peak Eddie. And then uh, I also love uh, what's his name, Jack Cates, too, because he's just the, the grizzled <laughs> detective and all that shit. But I mean. A lot of stuff like really doesn't connect that well with the movie. You know what I mean? They they make some huge jumps in logic here and there. Okay, uh, like what? Like what? But I don't even want to really go into it right now. I just remember as I was watching it, I was like, well, why would they do that? They're they're right there, or why? You know, they're shooting. When was the subway in San Francisco? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Always. Yeah, all right. Well, I've never seen they're it. Always, they've always had Bart. Yeah. Well, in our lifetimes, anyway, yeah. Bart! Subway. Did you ever see the episode of The Simpsons where Sideshow Bob was in San Francisco and was, like, torn because he kept seeing the Bart trains and he, like, got that evil focus in his eyes, like, must kill Bart. <laughs> <laughs> like people, people no, no. East, of, east of California didn't get that joke, but I was laughing. I think I bailed on The Simpsons probably early 90s, probably mid-90s. I stopped watching The Simpsons on a weekly basis. Like, I think I got to a point where I was like, uh, uh, this show's not going to last that much longer. <laughs> yeah, I missed a, a bunch I, of years, and, uh, and I eventually saw them all in syndication, I'm sure. But yeah, there was it was a couple of years where it got pretty bad. It's picked back up ever since maybe after the movie when they started doing it all uh, you know, got widescreen and got new writers again. Because they're 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 plus twenty years, right? Where they're at twenty five, twenty season twenty six somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah, because uh, I I remember I remember they started out as clips on the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, and they don't even count that yep. season. Or that and then sort they of partial, went, partial season. <laughs> yeah, but it was all the same actors from the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, I mean they they were all on the Tracy Ullman show, and they did the voices for this, and then um, then they got the Simpsons started, and um, I remember there was that that burst of popularity, especially with Bart Simpson. There was Bart shirts everywhere, and. You know, eat my shorts and all that. Other, don't have a cow. All that stuff was going on. Yeah, the first focus was on Bart for sure before they turned yeah. into the Homer show. Right. And the most recent episode was uh, twenty-seven nineteen, season twenty-seven. 
So they're almost at the end of season 27. So they'll be starting season 28 next, uh, whatever, September. So they've, oh my God, that is crazy. You know, for us, that's a lot since we were in high school, but for, you know, like our children, that's way beyond their entire lives. They've never known a day without the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of, all of my children from the 18 year old all the way down to the four year old. It's been in their life the entire time. Yeah. I mean, Batman 66 was not as old when we were, you know, teens as the Simpsons is now. Oof, boy, that really sounds weird. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, Batman 66, I remember watching that as a probably a four or five-year-old when that was deep in some syndication. and the mid seventies and then, uh, really watching it, um, in the early eighties when I was in, uh, Chicago for those summers, I could not miss it. So shit, it was not, it was barely even 20 years old then. Yeah. And that's my, I mean, that's one of those shows that we don't remember ever not being there, even though it was earlier. But yeah. So, uh, when, when I first saw that show, it was probably 10 years old, you know, but, uh, before, yeah. By the time it was as old as The Simpsons are now, it was like 93 or 94. So it's like, that's just a big stretch there. You go, wow. <laughs> that show's been on a long-ass time. Wow. That's why the, how many episodes are there now? When they ran that marathon, it was a full week. You know, seven seven straight days on TV with no, you know, just brief breaks no break. in between. Yeah. Oof. Of the Simpsons? Oh my God! Yeah, it was FX or one of those cable, whichever one runs that. They they did them all when they got it. They remastered them for the widescreen TV, which meant they chopped off half the fucking shot. Like, good job. You know, it's now the opposite. Remember when they used to cut the sides off movies for the square TVs? Now they're cutting the top and the bottom off the old TV for the rectangular TVs. It's like, come on. <laughs> I got I got a big old, I got a seventy inch TV sitting in my garage that um, it's only going to cost a couple hundred bucks to fix it. And that's just been sitting here, but I replaced it already. And so now it's like, even if I do get it fixed, I'm like, where am I even going to put it? Cause I don't need it in the bedroom. You know, I think the 70 inch TV in the bedroom is just gratuitous. Let's go mount it, mount it on the wall somewhere and then, uh, and feed it a camera, an HD camera that you then point outside so then you can have it like a big window, except it's a screen. So then you can fuck with people because you can take the picture of the window that's normally up there and then add like alien videos to it and shit like that. And, you, know. you can have that, the Iron Sheik nice. walking up to the door all of a sudden. You can do all kinds of crazy shit at that point. You can make yeah, it look like there's like a bunch of strippers on your front lawn. Come on. It's good stuff. <laughs> Save that one for all, when no all, one's home. All good, all, all good ideas, there, but, you know. If it's in the boudoir, you know, it's almost too much work for the funny, you know. You, know, you could uh, you could put it like somewhere and make it look like you're in a '70s show with the bad back projection, like the Fonz on the uh, on the waterboard or the uh, the motorcycle that jumped over the thing. It's good stuff. You know, whenever they'd water ski and it would just be like a guy holding a thing on a on a shaky platform while the, the bad video footage went behind. <laughs> uh huh. Just set that up in your nice. house, man. You, know, you put it on the ceiling, you can make it look like you're doing it in space or wherever you want to be. It's good. 
the the future of walls that can be used as screens when when everything eventually they'll have paint that you can paint on that'll turn your wall into a damn screen you know and then everything the, the, everywhere will be a screen so you can have virtual holodeck rooms and stuff oh, only uh not in our lifetime not in our lifetime in in within 10 years no they've already got the flat rollable screens that you can do that with now Flexible LEDs um, and stuff. I mean, I I would like a danger room if that's at all possible. Well, that would be a little bit more tricky, but you could do that if you had the money. You know, the first thing they'll have will be just the visuals, like they have the uh, a couple of places where they have those demos. Have you ever seen the? You know, the floor looks like a pond, and then you can touch it, and it makes ripples in the water and stuff like that. They had they usually have that thing touring around the malls, where you can go check out the demos. But uh. Combine that with the thing on the walls. They can they can do it now. It's just expensive. Like Bill Gates yeah. has that shit, but Bill Gates is Bill Gates. You know, he can walk past yeah. the wall, and the the picture, the wall itself, will change to be an image that he appreciates. At that, like it, it senses his mood and shit. I don't know how the hell he's got rich guy shit, but the pictures change to reflect who's standing in front of them and how they're feeling at the time. Well, I think in the. Uh in the interim, maybe I can uh, take that suggestion and get the TV fixed, hook up a camera outside, and shoot that and have it all on my wall. So I can look in the bed from the bedroom. I can look on the wall and see what's going on outside. Cool. Well, yeah, you can do it that way. You could set it up with, uh, if you wanted to, they have enough of these things for cheap. You could set, you know, six cameras up outside and split the screen into six, you know, security images and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I mean, I do live in a court, so, it, I mean, I'm not going to be seeing. No real need for that, yeah. Well, get a get a get a drone and connect that to it, and then just fly it around. Now there's an idea. Just hover it above the house a little bit, go around the neighborhood, go by the school, check on the kid. You know, little things like that. Yeah, like not too much. The craziest, most realistic uh, video game flight simulator ever. Exactly. I mean, there's there's actually, you know, I can and then I can close circuit the TV so all the TVs in the house. You know, kind of have a real time running feed on what's going on. Get the new uh, ring doorbell, so if somebody comes up to the house, I can have that camera feed go in to the TVs, bounce them off of that. Probably just throw a signal to my phone if I'm at home, and I can take a look, see what's going on. I mean, there's a whole. I mean, you, once you start opening that that first door, there's just level after level after level. Yeah, I have some cheap IP cameras that same thing. They connect to an app. You know, the, yeah. through the phone, I can call up anywhere and see what's going on in several rooms at the house and such. And yeah. you can set it I if mean, you want that it'll, if you set it to motion detect, it'll, if anything moves in the room, it'll take a picture and send that to you instantly and stuff. It's pretty cool. So at, at what point are we getting too close to the plot of uh, Sliver? Uh, all that stuff Whoa. will eventually happen. <laughs> Where I just have it in my home, just cameras all in the house. I say you could do it now. It's just most people don't have the sense of mind to bother or, you know. Or the perversion to bother in the case of Sliver. <laughs> were you were you here that year that Dover Pond froze over? Probably was it the same year that it snowed for one day? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, but I remember uh, Pat had his uh, Toyota truck, and he tried to drive it on the ice, and we told <laughs> him that is a very, very bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was like, "Hey guys, you think you think this?" Uh, I still hold the truck. Man, hell no! <laughs> <laughs> got a 
one inch thickness of ice over here, and this is a 4,000 pound Toyota truck. <laughs> you are kidding, right? People do that here like every every winter because they go ice fishing when it's you know three feet of ice when it gets that cold sometimes, and they're fine. And then they continue to go out there when it's you know March and April, and suddenly the ice is only an inch thick, and then they're they're pulling an SUV out of the lake. Yeah. Wow. Dumbasses. Like every no. year, there's at least a few. And you're like, come on, guys. Like, especially after you heard the news about the first guy last week, what are you doing? <laughs> Maybe it thickened up in the last week. Yeah, exactly. How how bad is your desire to go sit in the box and drink beer that you will drive your truck out onto the ice like that? Like, yeah, oh, I'm good. Ice fishing has that pull, I guess. It's just a way to get away from your wife, I suppose, but there's better ways. There are better ways. That's right. Especially now that everyone has all their own setups for everything. You know, you don't even have to sit and watch the same shit. And Like we used to, every, there was one TV and three channels or whatever. We were pretty well watching things as a family. Now it's like, well, everybody has a phone and a tablet and a TV and you can just you know, watch eight different streams at once. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I felt kind of bad last week. Uh, I had the the girls. Uh, one one is on her laptop and phone at the same time. <laughs> one is on my laptop, and then I'm watching uh, something. Actually, no, that's right. I was playing the Xbox. <laughs> and we all we all have all these other screens that we're preoccupied with and not been in time with each other as we should be. And then my game started again. I was like, well, fuck it. That sounds like every day at the Gaddy house. Every single <laughs> day. Everybody's got their own stuff, yeah. Immersed. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, the, the funny thing at my house is, like, for some reason, I don't know, it's like the boys, they love playing the same games that they have on their tablets, and you can play on the computer. But when Mommy comes home, they want to play it on her phone. So they're like, Mommy, Mommy, can I get your phone? And I'm like, I'm completely against it. I'm like, there's no games or nothing on my phone. I'm like, don't touch my phone. You know, you guys get on my phone, you put a game on there. Next thing I know, I can't make a goddamn phone call. So I don't like none of the games on. But they're always fighting. And I'm looking at her, I look at her every time. I'm like, get those games. Just get them off your phone. Like, tell them no. First of all, tell them no. And then, because they have their other devices, it's like play it on your tablet. Yeah, I gave my kid the old cell phone when I upgraded. You know, like it just has Wi-Fi and no, no 4G or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's the move right there. But that works. And then actually, with that, you know, because uh, you know we don't have a house phone or whatever. With with the thing on the Wi-Fi and Skype and things like that, he can still get a hold of somebody if he needs to. Though he doesn't care anything about that and doesn't have any clue as to how to do it. Though I did show him one day, I said, well, here, if something goes wrong, hit this and it'll do an emergency call. <laughs> yeah, how old were you when you uh, when you knew your phone number, your house phone number? I, I remember that being a big thing, yeah. Four or five, Four yeah. Or I mean, five. before, before yeah. I started school, I, that was the definite, you had to know that. Yeah, yeah. Know how to tie a shoe and know your phone number. 
now you don't have to know either. They want you to know that, but it doesn't always work. Hey, Harp, out of curiosity, are you driving with the window down? No, not at the moment. Okay. That's people driving behind him. <laughs> Speaking of 84, 85, 86, I just heard some information that, you know, um, that Hasbro is like kind of getting its own universe and along the lines of the next couple of movies that are coming out from Hasbro are mask and visionaries. And these are toys like and stuff that I had. And I watched those cartoons as a kid. And now for them to be a movie, it's kind of like, well, I wasn't really looking for it. <laughs> But uh, but you're not not yeah, gonna like, watch it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Micronauts and Rom. They must have bought a lot of other companies' properties because, like, Mask was Kenner, and Rom was uh, was Parker Brothers. They must have bought a lot of other old toy companies' IP when they didn't want it anymore. I'm thinking all those failed toy manufacturers that don't exist anymore. Right. Because they all had the toys and they all had the cartoons, and the only reason why they had the cartoon was to help push the toys. Yeah, now here's the dumb thing, though. They said of all that, they're making their shared universe, and it also includes dumb shit like Battleship and Monopoly and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but at the end of the thing, they said, well, except you know, no, we're not going to do GI Joe and the Transformers. That's you know, that's not gonna. That's where we draw the line. Like that's where you draw the line. Like the, where, the where you should start. That's where you should start. Focus. You know. Well, that's the one yeah. we're not going to do that. You know, we'll have My Little Pony meets G.I. Joe first. <laughs> what kind of stupid shit is this? Straight. You know what? Um, I, I did hear about the, uh, the new Voltron that's uh, coming out soon on Netflix. Yeah. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing some good stuff about that. Is it an animated series or live action? Animated. Animated. Animated, yeah. It's like the, I think it's the new animation, so it looks like super clean and good. Yeah, but it looks like, like Flash animation, like all like the Teen Titans and all that stuff now where they're a little bit more cutesy and, and Japanese-y, like those Funko Pop figures, you know? So everything's sort of super, super deformed. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole big head, small body thing that has taken over. Right. Like, uh, like you watch that Teen like Titans show, head. and Robin's head would, like, his body could not possibly support his head. <laughs> <You know? laughs> At least Charlie Brown, he had a huge head, but the rest of him sort of matched, so it was cool. I have a question on the table. When is the uh, Retro Nerds 252 merch coming out? Like, when are we going to get some t shirts? We've got t shirts. I mean, t shirts have been available hat. all year. <laughs> We have T-shirts. How how do we not know this information? <laughs> you did know it, and then you forgot about it. Is there a website we can go to? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, on it's yeah. on our website. You can click there and hit the old buy button, and it will pop up the T-shirts. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I need to give me no, a. You, you you don't have to buy them yourself, though. You know. <laughs> but for all the other people, they have to buy their. <laughs> Uh, what about the other merch? What's up with the coffee uh, coffee mugs and uh, uh, mouse pads and uh, magnets and whatnot? Oh, all of that stuff can easily be made available. And there's obviously the the typical online place that does exactly those items that uh, that can be set up. 
But every time I set that stuff up for all kinds of places, I wind up buying the demo ones to make sure they look good, and then nobody buys another damn thing, so it just sits there. <laughs> it doesn't cost you anything to set it up, so that's cool. But and The last time I did a, a band thing and it was producing and stuff, we did merch, and that all that shit all sold, but they were doing Retro shows. Retro Nerds the Hat, Retro Nerds the T-Shirt, Retro Nerds the Flamethrower. <laughs> The kids love that one. <laughs> hey, out of curiosity, how many people think, do you think Mel Brooks still got it, or do you think he's aged out by now? Uh, the last time he did a live performance a couple of years ago that they showed on some channel, he was pretty good. I'm sure he takes, you know, he now has more time to write and refine. He's got other people that are helping him out. Plus, he has more time in between projects that he can really sit and write it and make sure it's exactly what he wants to, you know. It's not going to be, he's not doing the Dracula and loving it level of just not giving a shit anymore because his projects are few uh -huh. and far between. So when you take three years to do something, you, you can put more effort into it than when you take six months. Right. I, I think right now, and this is, I'm saying mostly as a fan, but I think right now the universe is ready for Spaceballs 2. There is so much more. It's coming. Um, I got it going. Yeah, the quest are you, oh, for right. more money. Well, it's not, it's, uh, it's not even called that anymore because that was there. That oh. was originally. Now it's the, the Schwartz Awakens. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're running with that because they, the question was always, how are they going to do a second one? There's no John Candy. There's no Joan Rivers, blah, blah, you know. But, uh, I mean, no, now it's like it's going to be that next generation so they can have, you know, Bill Pullman show up for a few minutes and, and do the Han Solo routine. But uh, then they're going to introduce the new, yeah. the new people. Ah, so good. So good. Who's, who, who, who do they have? Uh, they have any casting yet or? Michael Winslow is going to play everyone. I would watch that. That'd be all right. Michael Winslow <laughs> from Police Academy. <laughs> And yeah, also, and also from Spaceball. Oh yes, that's right. Oh yeah, and for those people who thought uh, Finn was the first black uh, stormtrooper, uh uh, <laughs> Spaceballs had the first black stormtroopers. <laughs> we ain't found shit. We don't really know what was, uh, you know, in the original set of movies. The stormtroopers didn't really take their gear off, so they could have all been black for all we know. You know. No, uh, they sounded white. They all sounded white. Well, that was the voice chip in their that helmet, the though. Yeah. You know, all of and their voices the voice sounded the same, if you think about it. The, the Stormtrooper voice was co supposedly coded in that way. You know, the only one who sounded different was when Luke had it on because it was their star shot. You know, well, you can't have Luke sound like a generic Stormtrooper. And, uh, I mean, not within the movie context, but within real-life context, didn't they... Uh, well, I, I think that was mostly a lot of the generals and stuff. They uh, dubbed their voices from English, <laughs> from uh, yeah. England. That's why Darth Vader doesn't sound like an old British dude. Mm, yeah. And he sounds like uh, Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like the king from Coming to America. Sounds like the manager of the Bingo Long All-Stars Traveling Baseball Team. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep pull. Sounds like uh, he's he's going to be back soon for the for Rogue One. They they'll have him do the voice. They have who? It's not the old guy in the suit anymore. It's somebody else. But uh, they still have James Earl Jones doing the voice. So awesome. we, we get at least one more of those. Yeah. 
because I'm pretty sure okay. they've they've already got him recorded for it now. So like, yeah. <laughs> Stop! You're making me think that James Earl Jones might be next. Well, he's he's like eighty something years old. You never know. But yeah, I'm saying. Easy, easy. That's a national treasure. Let's not, uh, let's not talk about things lightly like that. Oh, just to the point of if they're making more Star Wars with Darth Vader's, they need him now as opposed to waiting seven years or eight years and then thinking about it. Yeah. They're, they're doing it now. They're doing that thing where they're recording everything he says. Right, exactly. <laughs> Say everything in the... Uh, in the dictionary, so here's a page of about everything that we can imagine Darth Vader saying. Now read this shit. <laughs> yeah, what's awesome? Have you seen like uh, James Earl Jones' uh, voice recut as Vader, but it's from other movies that James Earl Jones has been in, but it's you know clips of Star Wars, and he's like swearing and stuff, saying some crazy stuff. It is. Hilarious. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. That sounds good. Oh, man. He's saying some outrageous stuff from some old 70s movies and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, did you see the other uh, Civil War trailer they put out? Um, uh, I didn't. I actually stopped looking at all the trailers. After the one with right. uh, Spidey, I just completely stopped looking at anything else. Because I, I just want to go watch the movie now. I mean, you got me. Yeah. I'm sold. I pre-brought my ticket. I don't want to see anything else. I think it was actually yeah. a TV commercial that I saw, but uh, it was on the internet, so I'm not sure what it was intended for. But it had, you know, uh, five seconds of Spidey versus someone, and uh, and in that interaction, you know, he he did it. You know, he was speaking and such. So like okay like yep I get that that works it's definitely Spider Man and uh, and when you see it you're like I think you think it'll work too he does sound pretty young but uh, but okay the, the words that. the words that came out of his mouth yeah. were very Spider Man esque you know yeah because I could tell you uh, on that other trailer until they when they showed Spider Man I didn't even know he was even in the movie like I had no idea matter of fact I actually thought. That, and I believe I said this before, I thought they had put in the Black Panther because they didn't have the rights to Spider-Man to put him in the movie. Right. I remember I think I remember they did that at first, that and then they worked out their deal. Yeah. And then they said, well, we've already got Black Panther. We might as well leave him, too. Yeah, and I also hear now that they're trying to do another, they're trying to do a deal with Fox now where um, Fox and Marvel are going to be able to live in the same universe well, and the reason why is because they pretty much need to because everyone who's seen it says that the new x-men movie is fucking garbage and i said oh that's Ooh. that's kind of sad because it looked like really? they might have been better than the last ones but uh but yeah the, the batch of people so far have been like oh this is fucking horrible and they need to stop letting brian singer make movies oh, oh seriously no, well, no, we might what? think I'm, it's great because that could be a different. I'm still going to yeah. see it. I said that could be an because opinion it, for sure. Yeah, because there was a lot of people who shit on first class, and I really liked first class, even though that there were things about first class that I was like, wow. oh, uh, now, see, you know. that was the main complaint about this one from yeah. the people I read was that that someone had gone and uh, he said he only likes to showcase his stars. This is a movie made to make Jennifer Lawrence. You know, it's supposed to be a Jennifer Lawrence movie that happens to take place in X-Men land. 
And I, I guess that was the, the, the way it plays out for the people who aren't familiar with X-Men. So, I don't know. As us being familiar, maybe it will work differently. But, like, there's a, apparently way too much Mystique in a story that didn't really involve Mystique <laughs> as much as, uh, as they have her now. Well, yeah. And also, that was just actually, you know, they're striking while the iron's hot because, you know. I mean, if you think she, about it. She wasn't. She wasn't Katniss Everdeen when she played in X Men First Class. Like Hunger right. Games wasn't out yet. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's what the, the they got. The, the, the yeah, they got her out there. before. Yeah, before her her star power shot up. And the fact yeah. that she stayed on, you know, she stayed on in the franchise. is just well, that would have been you know, that would have been not her decision at that point because when she signed for the first one, she probably signed for three. So right. it's, it's to their advantage that she luckily then made three more huge hit movies in between while she still owed them too. Yeah. While in the meantime earning an Oscar. Or no, just one. This would be the last one because there was Days of Future Past. Correct. So yeah, this would be her. She's out now. So if they want her back next yeah. time, it's going to cost big. Yeah, no doubt. Which means there'll be a new Mystique next time. <laughs> yeah third mystique <laughs> well, how about just leaving her out because we you know she wasn't really a, yeah she doesn't get, like, even she's not even that major a character <laughs> can we get some fucking storm and stuff that doesn't that storm yeah. that doesn't have bad dialogue and things like that where's mohawk storm right. dude we need her yeah, yeah. I, think, I think in this she's in the damn thing yeah, I well, want I'll Ice Mohawk Storm as the leader of the X-Men and then do the Morlock story and you can introduce all this crazy shit as much as you like. But, you know, the, what they've been doing is getting kind of tired. I feel because, I mean, when the X-Men, that was my book when I was coming up. I love the X-Men. Um, I'm still a fan. I, I will say that the first X-Men movie doesn't really hold up However, <laughs> that when the, that the time that it came out, I was like, "This is the fucking best movie I've ever seen." Yeah. Okay, uh, I still feel X Two holds up. I still yeah. think that's a that's a good movie. And X Three, I have my I have yeah, my issues have, with X Three. I liked First Class, even though they were bits of First Class where I was like, "Oh God," but. You know those liberties that they take with the X Men history, where it's like, what, who, what, who, who the hell is this? Yeah, who are these people. <laughs> yeah, there, there was, there was a bit of stuff that I just didn't like. However, I feel like Days of Future Past, they corrected everything that I didn't like about yeah, those last couple of X titles. They kind of fixed it in a, in a sense oh yeah now now that we have the age of apocalypse this is this is my my favorite storyline uh, uh, of the X titles and as a fan I, I'm choosing to go in there without the preconceived notions of it has to be like this it has to be like this because when you have what was yeah, it you're six, seven have to. When you had six, seven books that they were running a story with that were crossing over, over, what is it, four or six issues, I mean, that's a yeah. lot of material to try to squeeze into a... And, to and that was an actual, uh, that was around the time when I was in the X-Men, too, 
and uh, all that all that crossover and everything. I, I think I probably have. I know I read the whole story, but at the moment I only have like ninety percent of the books. Uh, but I, I remember reading that whole thing and you know being enthralled. It was great. Yeah, was I, great. it was for me. For me, it was it was I uh, the writing the story. I was with it. Um, I think it, it's between that and the Inferno series to me, which was the, the you know the best. Uh, Crossover. You know, the, Inferno, the Inferno series is pissing me off because uh, if, uh, if I'm remembering what it was based on, it was pretty. Flimsy yeah, the story. Well, with the Goblin Queen and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that it was. It was. It, it was a little. It was a little preachy. It was a little religiousy. However, yeah. you know, you got. Cyclops, you got Wolverine, you got Jean Grey, you got them all going into the stuff, and I was a fan, so I was with it, and I stayed with it the whole time. Um, yeah, I hear you. So with all, with all that being said, um, I mean, I'm really excited about Civil War, and I don't think there's anything that's going to derail that movie. I think that movie is, they weren't afraid, they, they, they debuted that movie, what was it, a month, like a month and change early? You know, they were yeah. just like, they were like, fuck it, come see the movie. We don't care. Watch it. <laughs> Every Everything I've heard has been positive. I haven't heard. Yeah, Marvel was not afraid of this movie whatsoever. They they put it out. They were just like, come watch it, write about it, do what you're going to do. And everything I've heard on it has all been good. Some people, like, it's like, it's weird, because, like, some of the stories... They start going into the spoiler land, and you know you just stop reading because I'm like I'm not going to accidentally read anything, but it's like you can see that they're excited about it. Like, so you know, we all have that same view where when it comes to critics and whatnot, that you know everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm gonna go see it anyway, you know. Uh, but I, I I have no fear of this one. I don't think I'm going to be disappointed at all. I have no nervousness going into it. Um, the X the X Men movie, I didn't have any. Um, I didn't have any. I was going to go anyway to see this. Like you know, already got you know, already got my ticket. I like the cast. I like the way it was looking, and I just I'm excited about seeing this movie. Yeah, I'm going to check it out too. But. Uh... But like the other ones, I'm not going to hope that it's awesome. I'm just going to watch it and be like, okay, that was cool for two hours. Yeah. You know, they, they, the problem is that they have not yet come up with the level of sophistication and, uh, and whatever that the cartoon series from 25 years ago had on a weekly basis or a daily basis. Yeah. And I feel, this is what I was saying in the beginning, I kind of, that's why I kind of got excited when I heard like Fox and Marvel were, you know, about to go ahead and mince the worlds because what the X-Men need is they need to be a part of the Marvel MCU. That's what the X-Men need. Whatever Fox is doing, it's all fine and dandy, but Kevin, what is this, Feige, Feige, whatever his name is, right. um, that they're just doing some just drop down slam dunk good shit right now and between the Avengers movies because I wasn't even a huge Avenger fan you know I mean I had my stint with Captain America I had my stint with Iron Man but as far as reading the Avengers books I didn't really read the Avengers books 
I think I read more West Coast Avengers than I did Avengers, you know. But um, the movies, I'm going to say, one and two, you got me, and I thought two was better than one. And for, for me, I think, I think Captain America Winter Soldier was a better movie than Captain America Civil War is going to be better than all three. I th- yeah, it could be. It looks like it probably will, yeah. When I was a kid, I used to think the Jedi was the best out of the trilogy. Speeder bikes, Jabba the Hutt, Luke doing uh, actual super Jedi shit. For me, the, none of the movie played disappointing for me, even rewatching it as an adult. I think, um, for me, the, the nostalgia of it, of remembering how I felt about it as a kid, it still plays with me. Like, I still like Jedi. Jedi still my favorite, you know? Yeah. Now, now with The Force Awakens, that, to me, is way more exciting than the... Uh, even though, you know, after watching it four, five, six, seven times now, yes, you can clearly see that it's just a rehash of A New Hope with everything else sprinkled in, but damn it, still like it. <laughs> still well, well, well played. Well, and it leads to whatever is next too. But they've, you know, if you look up like the Star Wars ring theory and all that stuff, they, there's if he's actually doing what they suggest, there's there's reasons why that's all playing together that eventually pay off. But you know, that's a, that's a big huge thing that is beyond the scope of any film too. You know, if that was the epic, you know, this relates to this relates to this in this big circular fashion. Like, well, that's why yeah. they would do stuff like that. But you know, the other, you know. Thought there's also the, the it's a it's a rumor but it was a rumor from a year ago too that's going around now that says uh you know the, the, like well is Luke Ray's father and I, the the new well, not new but the theory that's going around is no she is she, like Anakin was she is the the avatar the the rebirth of the you know what Anakin was so and if that pays off the way that they're intending she'll say like you know but you're my father and he'll say no you're my father. They're going to flip the fucking Empire thing around. She's going to actually be his father reincarnated. Now, that's wildly crazy and could be not at all the fact, but it sounds like they might actually do that. Wow. I have not heard that theory. That is... I, I, I briefly thought of that before where it's like, well, you know, how, how does she have all this hidden power and stuff? And, but we don't know yeah. the story. But if she was born from the Force like, uh, like Anakin was, who had like Anakin was, you know, yeah. Force Jesus... You know, if the she's force, if yeah, she's forced force Jesus birth. round two, you know, yeah. you, you could still wind up with Luke and Anakin working together on something, even though he'll now be a girl. <laughs> That's my favorite of the uh, of the redemption series. Force Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, well, it would all be interesting if they did. And like I said, they already they already pre got my money, you know. Yeah, I you got a pre sold. You got to matter what it is. Take it over here. <laughs> uh, Rogue One, I'm there. I saw that trailer. I was like, "Fuck me, that was good." Yeah. Like that yeah, was that was, that was really good. Like I remember the teaser and then the trailer. It was just like, "Damn, this is good." Like I wasn't really excited about Rogue One. Yeah, and then I got really excited about it and on board, and then I, I heard a couple theories 
which would be really cool if it happened. Uh, I think I was listening to uh, Kevin Smith, and um, there's that yeah. one theory, you know, where the girl, how she's dressed in the TIE fighter pilot, like when uh, Darth Vader goes in and Luke Skywalker's about to blow up the Death Star, and there's that one TIE fighter that when Han Solo comes in, it kind of does like this... Um, it veers off course and bumps into Vader. Yes, they were like, "What?" They were like, "Wouldn't it be cool if she was that Tie Fighter pilot?" It's just this errant pilot out of nowhere dives in, bumps Vader out the way, and it was her the whole time. So then they do the ceremony thing, and they have like this small contingent of people who were a part of this thing, and they're like, "You know, this is something that nobody else knows, but we're going to give her this medal." posthumously, you know, for what she did for the Empire, because we knew she's the real one that, uh, I mean, Luke made the shot, but she's the one that cleared it out the way. And see, yeah. you know, I heard that, and I was like, I am so fucking there, Rogue mm -hmm. One, and it better end just like that. <laughs> and I know this is the first of their... Star Wars solo shots because now I'm getting really excited about the Han Solo. You know, I don't know if they cast anybody yet to play a young Han Solo. They have, uh, they had shown who they think they're going to go with, but they're not quite sure. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of people, you know, you know, throwing as, their hats as always, the they'll eventually one. settle on Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he played young God, Indiana no. Jones. Come on, he can play this too, right? He was uh, Indy Junior or whatever the hell they had there. What was his name? Butcher, Spike, or some shit. Oh, it, I think it, it was, was Mutt. Some stupid, yeah, some stupid Mutt. shit like that. Mutt, there you go. Mutt, somebody. Mutt. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I kind of wiped that last Indiana Jones movie from my memory. But um, I, I, I'm looking forward to. I mean. If 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 the tri if Rogue One is going to be as good as and again I'm on board with the I don't need to see another Rogue One trailer and I know the movie comes out in like fucking December and I'm I'm good. They did so much with the Force Awakens. I was like I tried staying away. I was just like oh my god, it's almost too much. That's when I started getting really nervous because I'm like, do they think they got a dog here? Is that why they're overselling it? I mean, it's already Star Wars. I mean, you already got people who are going to come see this movie. Regardless, it was Christmas, but it was it was yeah. Christmas, it's Christmas hype as well. Think they have to do, man. This is what studios think they have to do. They got to show us more, and I don't want to see more. Just they, show uh, me the one. They had one minute added everything up though from all of the assorted trailers, commercials, and whatever, and the non-redundant bits and the bits that actually weren't in the film itself. And they found that there was less than two minutes of film revealed before it came out. So that's not really that bad compared to some things where they do a two-and-a-half-minute trailer that tells you the entire thing. Uh, like Batman like Batman versus Superman. I still haven't seen that in the theaters, but I feel like I've actually seen the movie. Yeah, you saw the recap that would be before the next film. Basically. Oh, my God. There was a movie. I want to say it was Kickboxer 5, but... There was this movie, and literally the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie was recapping the four movies 
prior to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and Ralphie were sitting watching this movie because it starred uh, Sasha Mitchell. Sasha Mitchell, yeah. <laughs> and we were watching this movie, and it was like, I felt like, hey, they're really, after like about a minute or two in, you're like, hey, are they really going to go through Kickboxer 1, 2, Three and four before they yeah, even yeah. start five, and they yeah, did. They, it was crazy. <laughs> I've never seen a movie before where the first act literally was a re- rehashing of the first four movies. <laughs> We're already watching Kickboxer Five. We got. We know what happened in one, two, three, and four. Yeah, it's like the uh, the ten or twelve minute re filming of Evil Dead One that's at the beginning of Evil Dead Two that makes I mean, people Evil think. It makes people think it's a remake. I'm like, well, they had to remake the flashback part because they didn't have the rights to the original film. So, like, the the part that would usually be the here's what happened in the previous movie is, like, you know, a long-ass 10-minute chunk. But yeah. if you cut that off, the movie 1 to 2 still goes in a seamless transition. You know, he spins into the thing at the end and he pops out of it at the beginning of the next. Right. So it's just those 12 minutes that confuse people into thinking that they've remade Evil Dead 1 with different people. Like well, they did, but just for that chunk. <laughs> then and it then goes the, off into a different story, and then it goes off into a completely different story with Army of Darkness, which <laughs> I think is probably the best one out of all three. Yeah, that's good stuff. Have you watched the show? Did you finish watching the series? Oh hell yeah, I watched the whole series. Yeah, I think that, I uh, they did a good job. It is, yeah. It comes back in October or something. Cool. Yeah, Bruce or maybe Campbell. sooner. I might have said July. It seemed like it was an early start. So pretty soon awesome. there'll be a, another side of those. Yeah, I know we talked about the girl who we couldn't really decide if she was hot or kind of <laughs> hot or not. Right. <laughs> yeah, ultimately I, I think I decided that, okay, she's hot, but, but she has the, the, you know, the capability of being unhot with, you know, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I like that.
Pull yourself together.